You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Well, we're talking about the storehouse blessing. This is our ninth episode. This week, we're drawing our text from Matthew 6, 20 and 21. Let's take a look at it. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. That's plural, meaning you have all kinds of treasures. They're all different. Where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, anytime you obey God in your giving, anytime you show generosity, you are laying up treasure in heaven. You are investing in what I call an interdimensional storehouse. When I say interdimensional, that storehouse is partly here on the earth. The beginning of it is a gift you give here on the earth. But the end of it is a reward, a blessing that comes from somewhere other than earth. It comes from heaven. That's why we call it an interdimensional storehouse. Channels are the means through which God blesses us most of the time. Your job is a channel, and God uses those natural channels to get blessing to you. Sometimes God has to bless a person that does not even know him in order to get blessing to his children. And it may be that that person was willing to build a company or was a big thinker, a visionary. You know, Jesus said the children of this generation are wiser in their generation than the children of light, meaning sometimes people that don't even know the Lord have a greater capacity for building a business because they understand business principles. And sometimes God blesses them in order to get to you. You can see that in Genesis chapter 39, that the chief of the executioners, Potiphar, is called the captain of Pharaoh's guard, but he was chief executioner. He was blessed by God, not because he was a great executioner. It was because Joseph worked for him. It's amazing how God will bless unsaved people just to get a blessing to his people. And he uses those as channels. Now, our channels may change. Our sources of supply change from time to time. But the real source never changes. God is always the source. It is our human inclination, and I've got it just like you do. I want security. I want money security. I want a steady job. I want to know where things are coming from. No one likes not knowing where it's going to come from. But there are times when we have to look to God because we don't know where it's going to come from. God had to wean me from wanting to be taken care of. I came to this city back in 1978. I became a part of a church that blew up and grew like crazy. And even though it was incredibly exciting, and in many ways it was a great place to showcase my ministry, in six weeks' time I knew that it was not going to last. And the reason I knew, I didn't connect with my pastor. I could tell I turned him off. There was something about me that he had a hard time with, and I could feel it. 
And, uh, and I cried to sleep over it many times, wondering what has happened here. But God showed me, I brought you here for a reason. And I thought, Lord, do I need to leave now? No, you don't leave. But in this place, I'm going to give you favor and I'm going to raise you up and you're going to have a ministry that will not be in one church. I brought you here to send you to America. And that's what he did. Now, I saw that God was going to open doors for me, and little by little, those doors began to come. Opportunities came that I could never have imagined. And in not so long, I had ministry opportunities all over America, from California to the East Coast, from Northwest to Southeast. I had a kid's TV show in about four years that went all over America. Things that I could not have imagined. Those things came to me because I followed God and I didn't leave because I was uncomfortable. I wanted to. And there were times I prayed and asked God to let me leave, but he wouldn't let me. He made me tough it out. And he told me, you think that it's only right that you always love what you do and that you have no hassles. He said, even when you are your own boss, you're going to have hassles. So don't start leaving just because things get tough. What are you going to do when they get tough and you're working for yourself? Boy, that really helped me out. So I learned how to bite my lip and do the best job I could possibly do. And then the day came that I had my own ministry. But even when I had my own ministry, my problems didn't come from people above me. They came from people below me. You always have people problems if you're in this world. Now, God changed me during about a three-year process from being a beneficiary, a person who thought about being taken care of, to that of being a benefactor where I'm taking care of other people. And that's what people should strive to be. I want to be a benefactor. I want to be a blessing. You know, when my wife and I first started and we were in this church that lots of people went out to dinner on Sunday nights and we couldn't afford to go and people would invite us and they'd say, come on, come on, we'll, we'll treat. And so this was new to us because we'd been in a small town where there no, were no restaurants to go to on Sunday nights after church. Well, now we had places to go. And it was amazing. People bought our meals just about every week. Somebody was always taking us out to dinner. I, I was blown away at how much favor we had. But the two of us said, Lord, we want to come to the place where we're the ones doing this in the days ahead. We want to be a blessing to others. That's how you should pray. Now, I wasn't quite ready for the process that it would take. It was a little bit scary becoming the benefactor as opposed to the beneficiary, but God took us on that journey. God uses channels or windows to be a blessing to his children. Let me read to you Malachi 3.10. This is to those who honor God with their first fruits. Malachi 3.10. Try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. I think it is significant that he uses that name. The hosts of the Lord are the angel armies. And I said this earlier in the series that money has a lot to do with angels. Angels bring financial blessings. They are used of God to create relationships, to protect channels and streams, why is that? It is because Satan 
wants to oppose you financially. He doesn't want money going to the people of God. Now, see if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. That's Malachi 3.10. We need to understand something. A window is a channel. You may not think of it as a channel because it's two-dimensional. We know it's height and it's width. But really and truly, a window is more than two dimensions because it enables something to move from one dimension to another. Now, this time of year, I do not open up the windows in this room. It is because it's so insufferably hot and humid right now. But when it is nice weather outside in the spring, I love to open up my windows and let the breezes blow through. Here in a few weeks, I'll be able to do that again in the fall. And you will see that flow from one dimension to the other. And that's what a window is for. If there were a fire, I would crawl out the window and it would channel uh, a body. How much money changes hands in America every year through a drive-up window? So windows are channels of blessings. Money doesn't just show up at your house. It comes to you through a channel. There's a reason that the money comes. If you are getting money from unknown places, unknown sources, you're not getting it in a steady flow, and it's certainly not predictable. That's just grace money. But when God is giving you the most money, it is because you have established channels of trade. You're offering something to the world, to humanity, that they want, and they're going to pay you for it. The more you polish your skills, the more money you get. And so we talked more about this in our last series called Converting Your Primary Resources. But money flows through windows and channels. Now, we see all through the Scripture how this worked. And this is how that interdimensional storehouse works. Jacob left his father's house with nothing. He fled. Had he stayed, he might have been killed. But had he stayed, he might also have inherited all of the wealth of Abraham and Isaac. He left with nothing but the shirt on his back. He had to use a rock for a pillow. And so he traveled very lightly to Haran, a good distance away from Canaan. There he found his mother's brother, a guy named Laban. He went to work for Laban. Even though they were related, he found out right away that Laban was dishonest. He had an agreement to work seven years for the hand of Rachel, Laban's beautiful daughter. He found out the next morning after he had married what he thought was Rachel, he hadn't married Rachel at all. He'd married Leah. When he went to his father-in-law, he found out that they had a custom that the oldest daughter had to be married first. And so he agreed to work for Leah. Then he agreed to work for Rachel. So he had 14 years of working for the two wives. And by the way, he took them both in rapid succession at the beginning of the 20 years. It was not uh, a full seven years before he was able to consummate his marriage. And we can tell that by the birth order of the children. Now, the point that I want to make in all of this is that he worked for a man who changed his wages 10 times. He was very crooked. But after 20 years of working for Laban, 
Jacob wound up inheriting most of Laban's wealth. His flocks, his cattle, his goats, his sheep, they all exploded. Jacob was blessed greatly, and it is because he had treasures in heaven. He'd made a vow to God, of all you give me, I will surely give the tenth to you. And it was because his grandfather had treasures in heaven. He had the same faith as the faith of Abraham, and that's the reason he was blessed. There was a family blessing on him. Listen to me. I can tell you this, and I can plead with you today. Be generous if not for yourself, at least do it for your children and your grandchildren. I can tell you that in my family, my grandparents were not generous. They were not generous at all. None of my family on either side was known for generosity. But my wife's family was totally different. I made a decision that I was going to be generous. Now I see the benefits of that, not only on me, but on my grandchildren. And it happens in ways that I have no control over. I have watched, for instance, two of my grandchildren given scholarships worth over $300,000. It has to do with the hand of God on me and my son where we bless the children of other people. God's blessing ours. So the changing of a channel creates uncertainty. And it also creates uh, discomfort, but it leads to great increase. So Jacob comes out of living with Laban after 20 years with great wealth. For a season, a short season, he's in the land of Canaan. But then there's another separation. His son Joseph is taken and sold as a slave to Egypt. He doesn't know that. He thinks he's dead. But then when a great famine comes... God has prepared Joseph to become the prime minister of the land of Egypt. Thirteen years after he is there, he is promoted to being head over all Pharaoh's agriculture. Nine years after that, 22 years after his separation from his family, he is reunited with them and is able to save them from a horrible, horrible famine through storehouses. Joseph had the wisdom of God to create storehouses to prepare for a famine that had not yet come. Now, those storehouses were not interdimensional. They were intermediate-use storehouses, storehouses that would be used over a seven-year period. But you see that God uses storehouses of all kinds to bless His children. So God gives channels to us. And these channels are wonderful ways to begin to experience the fullness of a storehouse blessing. One more time, three kinds of channels, immediate or storehouses, the immediate use, the intermediate use, and the interdimensional. And you can see all three of these working in the lives of Abraham and his family. See you tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below 
or going to MyFaithRoots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.